In this episode of the Mental Health Pod, we spoke to Josh Blackburn, who's a co-founder of the male grooming company, Regal Gentlemen. They're doing some really interesting stuff around creating a community of men to build their brand, but also using this community to discuss male mental health. We really love talking to Josh, and I hope you enjoy the interview too. So this is the first episode of the Mental Health Pod, and in front of me is Josh Blackburn. Thanks for coming in to chat. Um, so do you want to just give a brief background of what, what you're about, what you do, what, um, what your kind of relationship to mental health is? Yeah, sure. Um, so my name's Josh. Um, I started a company <coughs> three, four years ago now called Regal Gentlemen, which was in the men's grooming space. Um, it's always been my ambition to have my own business, love creating something out of nothing. And we just, from a bad haircut experience, <laughs> realised as something as little as that, that there was a real need here. Um, and what we found as the years have gone on, we found there was a real co- correlation between looking your best and feeling your best. And how having a, what, no matter what product you have on, the way you feel is a completely different ball game. So we started doing a lot of research into that and in came that was with mental health. And then where we came across of how, what the stats were for men, mm. mental uh, suicide in UK and Ireland, I believe. Um, it's the biggest killer for men, 18 to 40. We was like, we need to do something about this. Um, and it was really, it was, it was cool for us because normally when you are, in all honesty, when you are just seeing the selling grooming products, it is kind of like, there must be a bigger purpose here. Yeah. You know, it isn't just grooming yeah. products, there's a bigger purpose. Um, and we've just been able to leverage the community we've built to start really spreading something we're very passionate about. Yeah. That's so great. It's such an important thing, I think, especially amongst men, to have, like, a group, especially a group, to talk about things like mental health because there's... Um, I think from, like, my own personal experience, you don't really want to talk to other people and you feel a bit stupid doing it. But the fact that you can tie something like male grooming into mental health is just amazing because it means that people feel so much more comfortable to talk about. And it's kind of tying in things that people love to their mental health to like it sounds bad but to almost force them to talk about it and I think it's really like a really really good thing to do but how have you found that's been been going really really good we I suppose it's the two key words we try and focus on is relatability and comfort if we feel we can get men in those two forms we can come across as those two forms then there's a chance you can build something where people are open and discuss which is why you know when we spoke to many barbers you'd be you won't believe how many of them say, yeah, like, guys in the chair just talk about their problems yeah. and whatever to me because yeah. they trust me, like, on their barber. It's almost like a therapist it's kind a of thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, but people wouldn't associate with no. barber, but it's just yeah. um, And there was, like, magic. If we can take that and put it into a bigger scale, you know, you can do it. And uh, one positive is a lot more people, I suppose, in the, in the open world, in the celebrity world, are coming out and like sportsmen, mm. XYZ, that only helps. Well, I think, was it Prince Harry came out a year ago? Yeah. Spoke about about, I think it was about his mum, um, his mum dying and stuff like that. But yeah, so and people like Freddie Flintoff. Freddie Flintoff, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah, out. I saw that. I think that's only aiding it because it's people you look up to thinking, well, if he can talk about it, mm. then yeah, it yeah. ain't so weird. Because that's what yeah. it is, you know, you don't yeah. want to feel weak. You yeah. don't want to feel, you know, us men, we feel like we have to be the, uh, the strong one. Yeah. The time, so. Yeah. So is that, is it, was it something that when you started Regal that you always wanted to like, you said something about like the bigger purpose. Yeah. Was mental health something you always wanted to kind of tie it to or is it, was there any particular like moment that you were like, actually no, our bigger purpose is going to be about 
specifically male mental health? Yeah, no, so literally, just how it is, he's growing a little baby, a little baby growing. Yeah. He literally grew from that. When we started, we started, we just wanted to sell products. Um, and then we thought, okay, what are men buying? They're not buying products, they want to feel better about themselves. They want to feel confident. When they're confident, they're happier. And then we looked into, okay, well, you know, what's on the other side of it? Because you can look your best, but um, how many times, what's that saying? You don't know what happens behind the curtains. And yeah. there's a lot of men out there that are great, even myself, great at putting on a brave face. But there's been times where I've felt really down. Yeah. No one would have thought it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there must be something else here. Um, the biggest turn for us was when we found out the stats. Yeah. Um, so we found out from Andy's Man Club, um, which he started the charity because his brother-in-law committed suicide. Um, and all over Instagram was just these stats that it's the biggest killer for men. And... As soon as that happened, we was like, yeah, we need to do something. And at first, we didn't think it would have been under Eagle. We thought it would have just been something yeah. we did in our own way. Yeah. Um, but we thought we've got a community of men here. Um, let's try and do a YouTube video and see what the response is. Yeah. And the response was like, yeah, we need to keep doing this for this. Yeah. You know, and it gives whether people buy, even if someone don't buy anything from us, if they come to say, like, we watched your mental health video, it really helped. Yeah. Then we've, we've succeeded, succeeded in that yeah. area. Yeah. That's really interesting because we were, we spoke to a, I think she's a clinical psychologist at King's College London, um, and I kind of thought that the situation around men speaking about their mental health was getting a lot better, yeah, and that it was like a growing conversation. But she almost completely disagreed. She said, "Okay, maybe it's slightly better, but like the distance they've got to go, still is massive." And she said, "So she runs." Um, not specifically for students, but for a kind of whole range of people, uh, workshops on stress, anger, insomnia, depression, and anxiety. And she said men only come to the anger ones. And it's like, why is it okay? Why is it okay to be like to feel angry, but not like not depressed or anxious? Like it's just. Um, so yeah, that kind of relates back into what you were saying. Um, so was it was there any kind of personal experiences of poor mental health that that kind of motivated you to do this as well, or was it just the kind of response you got to that video that you put up? No, no. So definitely, I've had my own personal um, experiences. I would say I definitely went to the trap of being a man and not open to talk. Uh, my stigma isn't more about the manly thing. I've just always been that guy. If I don't speak about it, I can pretend it's not happening. Mm. So yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not happening. I'm yeah. going to speak about it. Where Liam, my partner at Regal, he's more, well, no, I'm, I'm more of a man. Like, I can't be worried about mm. Um So mine, has been, to be fair, ever since I've started Regal, um, there's something about starting a business and entrepreneurship. It's such a roller coaster. Um, and I just started getting my anxiety levels just started spiking up and down. Um, I would never say I've suffered from depression. Um, but I would just say... In certain forms, I go through a kind of self-diminishing thought process in my brain, which I call it brain noise. Essentially, mm. it's literally just noise. Yeah. Um, and then, if you don't, nip, if I didn't nip it in the bud as soon as possible, I would find that that one bad day has become a bad week. Yeah. And a bad week has become another bad yeah. week. And I find myself quite a lot more moody. When yeah. I'm quite happy, go lucky person. Yeah. Um, and then you start, even little things, you start thinking, oh, "I'm not going to be able to achieve." I'm not. Yeah. That's my one, but I didn't realise it was that I just thought it was normal. Yeah. You know, I just thought oh, that's that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um until we started 
looking at the stats and thinking, yeah, do you know what? I don't even talk about these. I have no outlet. Yeah. That's where it yeah. started coming in. I think it's interesting because I remember at school, I don't remember there being any conversation around anything like this. Even my first couple of years at university, no conversation about anything like this. So you would kind of expect that it's not a normal thing to have your bad days, to have your bad weeks. Well, actually, like, everyone everyone goes through it, but it becomes such a bigger kind of... I don't really like the word stigma, but a bigger stigma that yeah, that just because you haven't heard of it, you're like, what on earth is going on? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's really interesting, and I think... I feel like there's more of a, there's more of a pressure on our society, our generation, to be happy and mm. to be everything down. Well, especially yeah. with social media, like Instagram is the prime example. They say people only put up temp, the good parts of their life. And you've probably got people home seeing pictures of their friends and they're thinking, oh, they look like they're having a great time. Here's me feeling bad about myself. Yeah. I'm doing this completely wrong. Yeah. Um, and it leads on from that. Yeah. Job, you know? Yeah. So would, would you say that you were talking about your, your business partner that you've got a, a kind of good relationship where you two can kind of bounce how you feel off each other or would you say that because you're business partners you, you want to keep those more negative moods from each other? Or? It's an interesting one. So me and Liam, we, we've actually been best friends since year yeah. seven. So we were like best friends before business partners. Um, I would say we never, at the start, we went, especially when we started business, we wouldn't mention certain things purely because... I would think, do you know what, I don't want to talk about my problems to him. You know, he might be going through stuff. He don't want me to bring him down. Mm. I mean, I think that's another stigma that we have. We don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because we feel like we're going to be making the yeah. other person's life negative that's, by talking about it. That's completely yeah. the same for me. So I wanted it's to kind of... the case. To kind of, when I feel really bad, I want to not let the people closest to me know how bad I'm feeling because they're going to worry and exactly. feel rubbish about me. But... Actually, the fact that they can see, like your parents and your friends, they can see what's going on. They can see you're not quite right. And the fact that you aren't telling them what's going on actually makes them, their worrying, like worse and worse and worse. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of experience of it. But would you say your friendship and business partner, that, that kind of helps um, that you're... I don't quite know how to word it, but... More aware of the problem. Yeah. So since we started working on the mental health help, trying to push that cause, it's been a lot easier for us to be open to each other because it's kind of like we've realised that this ain't really a big problem. If you're having a bad day or you've got a problem, just speak back to them. Um, So I've had a few... I had a few things happen in my life last year where I opened up to a few of my friends and literally you can solve the problem within a lot quicker time. Because they think, okay, look at it from this view. Yeah. And they just give you a completely different view. Yeah, and um, it cuts off that kind of, I think we spoke about it before, but cutting off that bad hour, that exactly. bad day, doesn't lead to the bad month, etc., etc. So do you think, do you think it's improved your, like, both your friendship and your business being able to kind of talk to each other about that kind of stuff? Definitely, and, definitely, yeah. yeah. I definitely agree, because even little things, um, so even if we're... It, it comes so little but even if we think we're going to miss a deadline yeah. or we're struggling to do a, a piece of work it's a lot easier now go can you help it I'm struggling yeah, yeah, with this yeah. because it ain't just like your problem it's even like weaknesses like men yeah, struggling yeah. about their weaknesses 
so definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. I still would say I'm personally, but well, I'm a very private person. So I've still only got probably on one hand the amount of people I would open up mm. to. Um, but as long as you're open up to someone, I think yeah. that's the main thing. And it's just you've got that kind of support network to fall back on when yeah. when you aren't feeling so good. Yeah, which definitely. is which is just like such a brilliant thing to have. But uh, yeah. So with the kind of community that you're creating, are you finding that more men have a kind of similar thing where they're open to building a little uh, little net safety net around them and feeling more comfortable to to talk to that group about how they're feeling and how do you think that's kind of positively impacting their life if it is? Yeah, so it was crazy, especially after the second bit we did, how many messages on Instagram and stuff we had sent that I, I felt like that. I just didn't, you know, I, I thought I was the only one. Um, we surprisingly also had a lot of women message us saying, I've got men in my life who are suffering from that. So it's like yeah. the women now yeah. are noticing it, but like we push them so far away. Yeah. Um, so I even think, even if our aim was to work one person with the videos we did, um, so if that one person can go and help two people, or if at least he knows he don't feel on his own, then we've done our job. Um, yeah. We're not going to solve the whole problem, no. but if we can all work together um, and create a community, even like with our videos, even if it ain't always on mental health, but just watching a vlog or watching some kind of entertainment for that period of time takes their minds off their troubles, yeah. then that's amazing. As well. Yeah, I really like the idea of... You said that people message you, you on Instagram, and earlier you mentioned, like, actually our generation social media can actually be a bit of a bad thing yeah, for our mental yeah. health but like the way you switched it back around to say actually look like you can utilise these tools to improve improve people's mental health Definitely. which is a really good really good thing um, to be able to utilise I think the powerful thing we all have is our vulnerabilities because it makes yeah. us relatable yeah. um, and I, but I just don't think we're told that I'm like, always told that we have to we have to be perfect yeah it's completely not the case. Yeah. You know, we've all got. I've got weaknesses. Yeah. Everyone's got weaknesses. And I think when people see something, they think, "Ah, oh, yeah, I, I trust. Yeah. I trust them because they're just normal guys like yeah. us." And I think that's how we're going to break it. We kind of just need to make it more. This is, this is yeah. everyday guys. Yeah. And it's good. Like it's really good to be able to recognise your own weaknesses because then you can, you can improve on them. And like, it's the same kind of thing with. I think a lot of people protect themselves from failing because they're worried about failing and seeming weak. But, like, the amount you can learn from actually doing something, failing, it's not the end of the world. Like, no. you can do go back and do it the second time and you'll be much better at it. It's a perception, isn't it? Because they say, like, I never failed, I learned. Yeah. And it's that perception. I think the interesting thing, um, how big self-awareness can be, um, and once again, it's something we're not taught about at school, um, we're kind of, like, forced down a route. But like a lot of my anxiety levels normally increase when I'm forcing myself to do something that ain't internally what I like doing or what I should be doing. Um, I went through a process where I'm more of a morning person. This is crazy. Mm. More of a morning person, but I thought I'll probably get more done if I work through the night. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, some entrepreneur I admire, he does it, so I, yeah. I, I need to do it like that. Yeah. But like, it's like repelling who you are also creates this yeah. you know, thing that the negative levels... Um, so I think self-awareness is a massive yeah. one, you know, knowing who you are yeah. and just being okay with that. Yeah, you know? it was a similar thing to me at university. All my kind of friendship group, they were all great, but because we all worked really hard, yeah. the thing was, like, especially during exam time, you had to be in the library from, you know, eight. You'd go home at, like, six, 
cook the quickest dinner you could possibly cook (laughs) and then go back to the library to revise more it's like actually I did my master's somewhere else at King's and because I was living at home and commuting in I could control what hours I worked yeah I worked way less hours but I was actually more productive I ate better I slept better and I got better grades so it's like being aware that you don't have to follow that crowd of other people. Yeah. Like, it can really benefit you. Yeah, definitely. And it is tough sometimes when it's your friends because it's like, it's your friends. You, you yeah. Know? But sometimes you have to look out for yourself. It's like on that plane, isn't it? You know, when the masks come yeah. down. They Do, say, yeah. Before you help anyone else, you make sure your mask is on. Yeah. Um, we won't be able to help no one if we don't look after ourselves. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're... The way you can offer kind of the most to yourself, society, whatever, is by being the best person you can be yeah. and then you're going to have a greater impact on others if you're happy and and settled in your own life agreed um, which is cool so what kind of you kind of mentioned your anxiety levels rise yeah. uh, sometimes around like deadlines and things so what kind of what kind of tools work for you and what kind of tools do not work for you. <laughs> yeah, what tools don't work? Uh, what tools do um, I, I found out how important a morning routine is for me. Mm. Um, so when I wake up, I'd say the first hour and a half is just for me. So yeah. whether that's um, going to uh, gym yeah. or meditating or making a good breakfast or reading a book, whatever. Um, the worst thing I can do is wake up straight on my phone, straight on emails. That just yeah. that won't get me through the day. But that won't last very well. Um, so I suppose my morning routine. One thing I've had to find out is kind of like an escape, especially with business, like it's, it's very hard to shut off. And when I was younger, I used to love my football. Mm. Um, and football was something, when you, when you played, it was like everything else in the world just went out and you were just in your zone having fun. Um, but when I stopped playing, I lost that. So for me, running is a massive one. Going for runs is big. Spending some time with my friends. Um, and then, I, but um, to be fair, I'll probably try something new next month. That I think, oh, this is quite good. Yeah. It's just adding little pieces to the yeah. puzzle. Yeah. And then um, seeing what things work, what don't work, like how you can mix them in together. Yeah. Um, and also, like, not being too hard on myself. Yeah. Because um, a bit like what I said before about in this show, we, we it's like if we're not happy, we're doing something wrong. And I went through a weird phase where I noticed that I'm feeling not my best. And it would make me feel even worse yeah. because I'm like, oh, you've only got one life, man. Yeah. I need to be happy all the time. <laughs> and it's like, instead of just sitting there thinking, okay, not having the best day, I'm going to get through this. Tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day, <laughs> maybe go for a run. Yeah. Or phone up your family, speak yeah. to your family. Get out of that kind of moment where yeah. everything, you're ruminating and everything's going down the negative. Someone I know calls it like, once you start doing it, it's like a Hitchcock movie and it just spirals yeah. until it's like you stubbed your toe and it's like you're going to never be able to walk again or something because yeah, just your mind just goes mad. But I think I really, really agree with you on sport and oh. exercise being the thing because when I... My problems kind of arose from sports injuries which stopped me doing sport and then kind of led yeah. to other stuff. And... Um, then I got into running. But before that, sport for me was like the release. Amazing, like, yeah. because you can't... I was actually reading a book, literally just coming in today, where it was like, it's by a surfer and he's going out to surf and he says, like, he was worried about... His dad was having a lung operation, worried about his kids, his wife, as he was swimming out. But as soon as, like, the first, like, splash of salty water hits his face, it's like, you can't worry 
when you're like on a 30 foot wave like yeah. doing that like you're so immersed in the thing that it's such a release for you which I, I'm such a big uh, a big kind of advocate I suppose of exercise being I like one of the best things I could do one of the best medicines yeah I think definitely yeah um yeah, I think it, like even though there's, I know this is a completely different issue with obesity, but I think sport can do a lot more than just just that. You know, like yeah. mental health, yeah. physical health, yeah. it's got so much to it. And it's the other thing about like when I wasn't cricket was kind of my thing. I'm not particularly good, but like when I wasn't playing, I couldn't go watch yeah. because all my mates would be there playing, and I couldn't like. It's the social thing as well. So, yeah. like, you see your mates... Well, firstly, the social thing of seeing your mates playing and realising... You're not a part I'm of not it. part of yeah. it anymore. But actually, when I've got back into it, like, <coughs> the kind of banter and, uh, like, going for a drink after the game and stuff is also so good for you just yeah. to, like, clear your head and everything like that. But normally you come back recharged as well, don't you? Like, yeah. Just after that short spell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when I was younger and, like... It was raining the night before a game. Yeah. And then you've got that ice been cancelled. Oh, it's literally the worst. Yeah. But no, sports has been amazing. Yeah. I I actually, uh, (laughs) so when I was younger, my, one of my games was cancelled in the morning and I literally, I kicked, I can't remember why I kicked in my room, but it went straight through my window. <laughs> and I was like, still to this day, my parents think I like, I told them that I like fell off my chair and elbowed them. <laughs> but, are they, they going to be listening to this? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, sport is just, just great in general. But the other thing, I suppose, with sport as well is like, like what you're doing, if you can tap into sport as a... I don't know, something like football, which is a particularly blokey bloke's environment. And if you can get that conversation around mental health going, like some of the football podcasts I listen to, I've recently started hearing adverts by uh, a charity called Calm and Mind on it. And it's like, that's just, like, if you can get people, if you can get that kind of crossover and that Venn diagram going on sport, like people are just going to be so much more engaged yeah, agreed. and it's amazing like to think to think what can be achieved on that kind of agree on think that kind of level like sports fashion yeah grooming uh, tech there may be something yeah. they can do in tech yeah there's so many avenues that you think okay this is the umbrella yeah how can we push this I think it's just there? it's just kind of tying it into people's passion because I my master's degree was in climate change and the thing that got me interested in that was skiing and climate change yeah. like the fact that you know something I really enjoy I might not be able to do if there's no snow yeah. and that like that's what drove my interest in that and I think if you can do a similar thing for for people's mental health it would just be just oh, be amazing. amazing not in terms of like you can A in terms of people looking out for themselves but B in terms of increasing people's awareness yeah. of how to look after other people which I think is a big thing. Yeah, I even think it will help with reach, because especially like before you get okay with talking, you, you want to kind of annoy, ignore the issue. Mm. So you wouldn't go and onto a mental specific, a mental health specific site and read about. But if you're watching football, or you're um, listening to some music and it links in with that, it kind of gets people within, like you said, their passion. Which yeah. You need to kind of like add that element of fun yeah. to it, like, or passion to it. Yeah, which I think, yeah, so important. Um, so 
What, um, just to kind of like wrap things up, how do you see Regal Gentlemen and mental health moving forward? So the dream is within the next couple of years we want to open up our first concept store. Um, and within that concept store we want to build a little area where we can host men's mental health events yeah. so we can get men together. Um, whether that's um, lend, give that to charities to use the space or we open up our own events. Um, when we do our community meetups, we want to do specific events around mental health. Um, we want to continue pushing out more YouTube videos, speak, go on as many podcasts as we can. And then when we start, set, we, we relaunch in August, when we sell our products in, we'll have, be having some charity leaflets within yeah, packages within, as well yeah. that can link in. So it's more in private as well. Yeah. It's not, they're not being shouted to it, but if, it's, if they want it, it's there. Yeah. And just trying to, coming back to those two words, how can we make it relatable and more comfortable for people, you know, and say people they admire have gone through it. Yeah. You know, you're not weird, you're not yeah. silly. It's yeah. fine. And I think it's just going back to what we were saying, like if you find a little leaflet in in something you're using every day like a, your hair gel like you'd be like oh like just casually read it and it might trigger you to go and speak to someone or to go and think oh I should do something to look after my own mental health a bit better yeah um, which I think is a brilliant thing to do so I think the dream for us will to create a community where our community is okay with talking to each other yeah so like at the moment it's kind of us having the communication with our community if one day we can go onto our social media and we see our community members talking to each other, yeah. then we know we're, we're doing something well. Yeah. Um, that would be the dream. Because you've, like, stimulated it and now it's, like, just completely organically... Yeah, we've created that safe environment yeah, yeah. and now they, yeah. they can feel good. Yeah. That's the, that's so the dream. whereabouts can you find out more about, kind of, Regal's interactions with mental health? Yeah, so our social media is Regal Gentlemen. Um, and that's M-A-N at the end a lot of people think it's M-E-N so it's M-A-N <laughs> gentlemen um, same on our YouTube you can see our mental health and groom videos on YouTube once again Regal Gentlemen and if you're interested on our site it's regalgentlemen.com so all awesome. consistent <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> alright thank you very much no, it's been really awesome to talk so to you Hi guys just a quick reminder that although we find the stuff that we've talked about with Josh useful we aren't trained psychologists or psychiatrists or therapists and if you're having your own problems don't hesitate to go and see your GP or use the services of charities like Mind or Calm or anything like that. Cheers.